podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson, and this is the Hot Stove edition of the show. Finally, we are back. Yeah, it seems like it's been a while. It's been since the season ended. (laughs) Uh, It was such a disappointing ending to the season that uh, we just kind of needed a break, and then we had some technical difficulties here and there, so... Uh, and then, you know, last week we were going to do it, but I got my booster shot and I, I was out. Yeah, that happens. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, with Reds baseball, not a lot's really happened since, uh, the end of the season. Congratulations to the Braves, by the way. And, uh, Adam Duvall getting a ring. Yes. And, uh, taking the trash trows to town. You know, I, I was rooting for uh, for Dusty, but I was glad to see Adam Duvall uh, get the uh, get the ring. Yeah, as much as I like, I like Dusty, I, he's just on the wrong side. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk some Reds baseball, Reds hot stove. Uh, of course, uh, there's been a flurry of activity really around the league, even the Yankees and the Dodgers non-tendered or well, not really non-tendered. I'm not using the right right words but uh let go some uh some pretty big stars i know uh some yankees fans were upset about uh, some of the players that they uh just waved kind of like the reds did with uh, one of their players uh the dodgers uh this is kind of big big news clayton kershaw his option was not picked up that's that's pretty massive the guy is uh, is been very dominant for his whole career with the Dodgers. Right, right. I mean, you, you think the Dodgers, you think Clayton Kershaw. He was there before uh, Magic Johnson's uh, ridiculous TV contract and group took over. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, he, he's gonna. <laughs> I mean, anywhere that Kershaw goes, he's going to be a winner. Of course, uh, making things worth. Trevor Bauer did uh, renew his uh, contract took the uh, option and he's going to be back with the Dodgers next year. If he's not on the suspended list, we'll leave it at that. Right. So let's talk Reds baseball. So uh, nine of the world series Reds worked out a trade, not really surprising. Uh, We kind of talked about it during the season that we would love to see him back, but with Tyler Stevenson, uh, you know, he's ready to be the everyday catcher. A seven and a half million dollar backup catcher is not something teams that don't have three hundred million dollar a year payrolls can really afford to do. Yeah, and a guy like Tucker Barnhart, I mean, he should be starting, and he's going to get that opportunity in Detroit. Right, and you know Tyler Stevenson should be starting. He was uh, one of tops named today, one of tops uh, top ten or the the top rookie catcher in all of baseball by. Uh, by top. So you, you got to play Tyler Stevenson every day. Uh, it, it worked out last year, uh, but you know, you, you, you kind of got to move on. Uh, I hated it when uh, Ryan Hannigan left and uh, it was Devin Mazzarocco's turn. 
unfortunately injuries and other things uh got in the way with Devin, but uh you know Tucker came along right in time to make the Reds uh move to away from Devin to Tucker much much easier and uh you know in the same way Tucker was a, a very good role model for uh Tyler I, I hate to see him leave Tucker was a, a great role model on and off the field did a lot for the community uh, some things you know, some things you don't. Uh, one of the things you know, like during COVID shutdowns last year, he uh, supported local restaurants by buying basically anybody that was in the drive-thru. He gave, he bought a $500 gift card, and uh, once that ran out, then people had to pay, but, <laughs> but still did some really cool things like that. And uh, he's definitely going to be missed. Uh, I know he struggled a couple of years. This year he had a kind of a comeback season offensively. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's Tyler's turn. Uh, that move was heartbreaking, but you kind of understand it. Yeah, from, from a financial standpoint, it made sense. And, 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 and from a baseball standpoint, because, right. I, I mean, that's one of the problems with this Reds team, and I, I may get into it a little bit. I mean, you have so many players at the same position and it's caught, I think that's been kind of one of the Achilles. Sometimes that can be a, a strength like it was with the Dodgers, but uh, when it's not, when it, it's, it's very difficult. Dave Roberts, I think he did a decent job out in LA, but with, with the Reds, I mean, you had so many players, high dollar contracts, multiple at the same position, multiple players and David Bell, Good for good or bad, I wouldn't want to be in that position. Uh, I mean, he he struggled managing it, and and you saw that with some of the play because I, I think the guy the Reds the guys the Reds signed pretty much needed everyday reps in order to get into a into a groove. Of course, uh, you know Suarez being one of them. He he struggled until September, so that that really wasn't him as much as it was some of the guys like Shogo. Uh, and then when they did get chances, they didn't perform. So it, it compounded things. But anyway, uh, other moves that happened on the second day of the offseason, TJ Antone was moved to the active, active roster, as was Nick Senzel from the disabled list. And uh, not surprising, Nick Castellanos opted out of the contract, elected free agency. Uh, the Reds made a uh, not surprising again, made a qualifying offer of 18 point whatever million dollars, which, uh, Nick Castellanos with no surprise, his agent is, is Scott Boris. If he was going to, if he was going to opt out, he was not going to just take $18 million when he was walking away from 34. Yeah. He, he, it was, it was about, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was, he was going to opt right. out of 18.4 million dollars. And Scott, Boy, even though Nick probably had some, uh, a little bit of trepidation about the labor contracts and stuff. Uh, Scott Boris has never <laughs> been the type of agent to advise his clients to uh, worry about if they are get, even get signed by the opening day. He's, he's had players hold out for major contracts after the season started. Oh, yeah. He's known for it. <laughs> so, you know, whether or not the Reds sign him or not, uh, I mean, that's to be determined. The numbers I saw rumored – by uh, some of the sports writers, which probably falls in line since he's, I think he's ranked one of the top free agents in the offseason, especially in the outfield. 
five or six years, probably an average of 22 to 25 million a year. That might be out of the Reds ballpark if they're going to do anything with the bullpen. So, you know, I, I loved having Nick Castellanos here, but you know, you can't, you can only have so many players uh, when you're a middle market team making 25 million million a year. Well, I mean, and this is an opportunity for Aristides Aquino to get some more bats and, and to try and get his, his feet wet. He really hasn't really touched the, the tip of the iceberg. Well, you, you know, you, you, I mean, that's the thing. The Reds have a ton of outfield options, maybe not as good as Nick Castellanos, but you, you have Aquino who's not done anything since his first month, but you have TJ Friedel who played very well at the end of the season last year or this year. I like him. He's, he's a good player. Uh, you have Jesse Winker that's still in the mix. Uh, you have who else? I almost said Philip Irvin. He he was he was one of the draft pick in the era of draft pick disappointments. Uh, but uh, no, you, you know have where he's at now. Isn't he Atlanta or Seattle or somewhere over the rainbow? Yeah, I don't know where he's at. Right, but you have Shogo who has not shown anything uh, yet uh, playing American baseball, but at the same time, he never has really gotten the opportunity. He's been a bench player. Well, he's been a bench player and he's been injured. And those two things don't go well together. Mm -hmm. You can say the same for like, you're talking about Nick Senzel. Oh, I forgot. I completely forgot about Nick Senzel being in the outfield. He's got all this potential to be a, a top player, but he can't stay healthy. He's like Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert can stay healthy playing for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, T.J. Friedel hit 290, 361, 419 uh, in limited play last year. I mean, the sky's the limit for that guy. I mean, he, he he's going to get an opportunity in spring training to make this team for opening day, and I, I think he'll get it. I think it'll happen. And you can't forget about Max Schrock as well. Max Schrock, he, he, you know, he was one of those guys that was going to break out before his injury, but then he came back and was actually hitting pretty well. And I think he, he's he's going to be a very good player. He fi- he finished the season 288, 328, 448. That's not bad. That's a good slash. And, and you can't forget Tyler Naguin. Tyler Naguin was one of those guys who signed on the minor league contract. 277, wow. 273, I mean, I, I I love Nick Castellanos. I mean, he obviously played at much higher levels than, than these other guys, but I, I think the Reds in the outfield are going to be okay. If if yeah, Nick we'll be if they can't sign Nick, if not, I mean, that's the thing. They the when I hear some of the rumors about the Reds moving salaries, I'm like, okay, let's talk about who because. You know, Shogo really doesn't have a place. I mean, with the guys we named, Max Schrock, uh, Jesse Winker, uh, TJ Friedel, do you want to play th- those guys or do you want to play Shogo, who, uh, you know, was showed promise? But, uh, I mean, right now, would you would you play him over any of those guys? I mean, Shogo is a, is a good defensive player. Don't get me wrong. But he can't hit. He can't hit water if he fell out of a boat right now. Right. I mean, you, you got know? you got Senzel, who's unless he's traded, uh, would be, and you know, he's going to be tough to trade just because he has the injury <laughs> reputation, right. rightly or wrongly. So, but you got Senzel, you got Max Schrock, Jesse Winker, Tyler Naquin, uh, Aquino, if they don't uh, waive him. 
or non-tender him. Is Jose, is Jose Barrio going to play outfield or shortstop? I, I, exactly. I mean, that that is kind of, I mean, a lot, if the Reds do go to the, to the rebuild uh, model, this time is going to be a lot different, I think, than the last time because you have a lot of young players that I think are major league ready. There's some studs down there to play. No doubt. So, so anyway, Nick Castellanos likely not coming back as red, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, you do have to sell tickets too and sell merchandise. Now the one, the one move that I think really shocked everyone, including myself that got people's emotions really going, uh, the Wade Miley situation. I really thought they would pick up his, his, uh, his option that we talked about before the season was over and at, at when the season was over in our last episode, $10 million is pretty cheap for a, a pitcher of his caliber. And the fact that they just kind of waved him and let, and, and that he went to the Cubs. I, I think if, if he had went anywhere else, I think most people would be like, eh, that kind of sucks. But the fact that they didn't get anything back in return and he went to the Cubs so they could save a million dollars. I, I, I think it just, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Uh, I, I think in, in the big picture, I mean, the reds have a lot of granted, they don't have the experience that, uh, Wade Miley does. But if you look at the end of the season last year with some of the reds pitchers, uh, you, you know, you have Hunter green. I, I think he's going to be in, in the, uh, Mix out of spring training. Nick Lodolo. Of course, both of those guys uh, had low innings pitched last year. Of course, the first month of the season, and because I, I was wondering, like, okay, Hunter Green only had a hundred and I think six innings pitched last year, but the the first year, first month of the season last year was still in that a little bit better than the Prasco Park uh, situation from twenty twenty, but it still was not minor league base. It was almost like extended spring training. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so I, I think I mean, they, I think they got more innings in, uh, more innings pitch as far as their arm, but uh, stats wise, and everybody looking at the Verducci model, I, I mean, I guess there'd be some concern there, especially more if Nick Lodolo more than Hunter Green, but, uh, but yeah, those two guys. But I mean, you also had uh, a lot of uh, guys come up. I'm the, I will butcher his name. But uh, San Martin, who pitched uh, two or three games into the year, he looked really, really good. I had diamond seats uh, the last Monday game, his major league debut, and uh, he looked really, really good. Very sharp, uh, not much velocity, 91-92. Uh, but, I mean, it was the Pirates, but he was fooling, fooling uh, them like crazy. Yeah, and, and, and I mean him and Santian are they they have upside to them, and they'll be in the mix in spring training. You got Vladimir Gutierrez; he may be bullpen, he may be starter. Uh, I'm hearing they're going to give Jared Solomon an opportunity. He's been a Triple A. He's got some good stuff, but they're going to look at him in spring training, right. see what he can do. I mean, to me, that doesn't bother me that much. I, I remember some of the Marlins teams uh, that made it to the World Series with very young pitching. That's true. That's true. They did that in 2003 with Dontrell Willis. 
leading the way. Right. So uh, it could be done. It's possible. Uh, and you still have Sonny Gray for now. You still have Luis Castillo, who's uh, he's been part of rumors, though, I think, ever since he got here. <laughs> it seems like every offseason, uh, John Heyman sends out a yeah, tweet, I mean, the Reds are going to trade uh, or the Reds are listening to offers for Luis Castillo. Well, it's not just him. It's also John Morosi, Morosi, whatever his stupid name is. Right, right, they, right. They, they're spreading, they're spreading this out all over Twitter. Right. Well, you know, and, and Reds fans, uh, you know, understandably. I mean, I was watching a Jimmy Kimmel clip uh, interviewing uh, former President George Bush, who also uh, was a former owner of the Rangers, and uh, something the former president said was uh, when he was uh, the owner, he would sit down in the crowd, kind of like Marge did. And, you know, people were glad to see him until they started, until the Rangers started losing, and then it wasn't as fun. Uh, so I, I, you're, the fans are going to be fans. Uh, sometimes it gets it gets very annoying on social media because, uh, I mean, that's social media. They, um, you know, they uh, kind of ramp yeah. things up, <laughs> ramp the emotions up. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. But, yeah, if the Reds are going to re- are, are going to be sellers, I mean, they could cut payroll – and not hurt the team if they could find a way to trade Mike Moustakis and Shogo Akiyama. I mean, that, that's $23 million right there, and it really does not affect the team at all. Well, right now, you, you don't know. We just saw all three Reds players leave within days of each other. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's just that time of year. I mean, we also uh, – you had Michael Gibbons, who's a free agent, uh, just because the contract was up, and also Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, Michael Lorenzen's going to test his uh, free agent status. Uh, it's, I think it's very possible you could see Michael Lorenzen back as a Red. I, I think the front office really likes him. Uh, I think his trade value is not very high. I mean, as his free agent value is not very high. I could see him doing a one-year deal this year. It's possible. I would. I mean, I'd love to have him back. Uh, he had a great season, yeah. barring some injuries. Right, right. Have a great season. Uh, I would. I would Justin definitely. Wilson. I would definitely love to Justin see Wilson's coming back as well. Right, right. I, I mean, he he took that option uh, unless the Reds trade him because I I think his was uh, a decent salary. But uh, you know, I I would love to see them get Michael Gibbons back because he was very good in the uh, second half of that season. I'd love to have Michael Givens back. He can come back anytime, man. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I mean, really, I would almost rather see the Reds, regardless of what I would, if they're going to spend any money in the off season, I'd almost rather see them put it all in the bullpen and, and go young with the starters. And, you know, and, and honestly, first base is Joey Votto. Second base is Jonathan India. It may be rookie of the year, by the way. Shortstop, I, I think will still be Kyle Farmer. I, I, I think Kyle Farmer earned it. I don't think you're going to get that much for them, especially if you're going to be more budget conscious. I, I think you have to stick with uh, Kyle Farmer. I mean, can we? We were talked about how much of a great season Kyle Farmer had. He went out to prove himself at shortstop, and he did that. He did it offensively and defensively. Right. So. Uh, looking at the Reds contracts for next year, big dollars, since that was what was in the rumor and innuendo, Joey Votto's not going anywhere. Let's just take him off the table. Yep. 
Uh, Suarez makes eleven million dollars next year. If he has if he has a season like he had in September, we don't we won't <laughs> really uh, that will fill in what uh, Nick Castellanos brought to the table. Yeah, if he could put that September into a whole season, we'd be not, we would be not complaining whatsoever. Mike Mustaka's sixteen million dollars owed in twenty twenty two, eighteen million dollars owed in twenty twenty three, and a four million dollar buyout in twenty twenty four, with a twenty million dollar team option. If he was let's talk about Mike Mustaka. Let's, let's talk about Mike for a minute. I love Mike Mustakas, but he. I, I do too. But he he has not performed. Uh, he did okay in 2020 in the shortened season, but in the, in the last year he was a liability. I mean, he's been in two seasons of the Reds. He's played 106 games, and he's got 14 home runs and 49 RBIs. Right. I don't know what he's bad. I, I don't combine yeah. those in my head. So and, you know, and where are you going to play? Where are you going to play him uh, if he is on the team? Unless there is the DH in the National League. Yeah. If you have a DH, he's the perfect guy for it. Right. But, you know, other other than that, if the Reds were dumping salary, <laughs> I think I think that's probably the first place they're looking. Right. If you're looking at a guy that's been injured the last two years and he hasn't performed, I mean, yeah, you got to dump his salary somewhere or refinance him. But he's a Scott Boris client, so that deal's not getting yeah. restructured. <laughs> Oh yeah, that'd be true. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I could definitely see uh, see uh, him being traded. But I mean, it, it, again, where is he going to play? Uh, are you going to play Jonathan India or Mike Mustakas? I'll be playing India every game. Joey Votto or Mike Mustakas? Joey Votto is still the man. Thirty-eight years old. Joey Votto still rake. I mean, I guess part of the question is Suarez or Mike Mustakas, but Mustakas defensively looked worse than Suarez last year, and that's that's kind of tough to do sometimes. I mean, if you could work a deal where you could dump, you know, Mustakas somewhere, and then you got the DH come in, and then Suarez could be, be a DH. Well, Barrio could play. Barrios could play third shortstop, right? Because we haven't even got to some of the other young rookies that are ready, right? Uh, and then, you know, Shogo Akiyama, $8 million next year. You, you don't need a, if, especially if the Reds are budget conscious, you don't need an $8 million bench player, especially when you have so many outfielders uh, that are at the rookie level. Well, especially Shogo, is not, he's not a spring chicken. He's 33 now. So actually, he actually now. He, he's 34. Is he 34 now? Yeah. I'm showing, 30, I'm showing 33 in a roster. Yeah, I think he was 33, but he's 34 according to baseball reference. And he was born in 88, so I don't know if the 33 would be. Okay. Cool, man. Whatever, but he's still not getting any younger. I, I He will be 34 to start the 2022 season. I, no, no, I, I think you're right. I think they got the age wrong here. I think they have a typo. Yep, somebody screwed up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> way, he's still not getting younger. We can, we can. No, <laughs> no, and he hasn't. Like a lot of the 2020 player moves, I really think that's. It all depends if if the 
if the Reds are cutting budget and they get rid of and they trade away uh, Mike Moustakis and Shogo Akiyama, the, the team is not really, I, I hate to say it, it, it's almost addition by subtraction. Then one guy I'm, I'm glad it's not here, it's going to be gone, is a Struble Cabrera. God, that guy sucked. Oh, yeah. He couldn't hit nothing. Yeah, that, that, that was the, uh, that really may have been like the subtraction by addition move that the Reds made because as soon as they added him, the team just crashed. Now I know why he got cut by the Diamondbacks. No kidding. Uh, let's go through some of the arbitration guys, though. So Luis Castillo, he's in some trade rumors like he is every year. Uh, according to uh, the estimated arbitration award uh, from MLB trade rumors, $7.6 million next year. I still think that's a deal, but he is a free agent in two years. So, you know, if you can get a, if you can get a haul for him, uh, maybe you do pull the trigger on that deal because we went over all the pitchers earlier. And, uh, I mean, that would leave room, especially if you make some other moves to if you needed to sign a veteran. Uh, pitcher hopefully no more jason marquis or kevin greg type moves that we had in the last rebuild uh if you're going to go young go young otherwise uh get some veterans in real veterans no sean doolittles right i mean there there's no no there's there's plenty of good arms out there you can pick up yeah so justin wilson the freezer list in front of me i'm uh, Jesse Winker's probably going to make $6.8 million according to baseball uh, or MLB trade rumors. Tyler Malley, we forgot about him in the rotation, $5.6 million. That's a steal the way he pitched last year. He just got married too, by the way. Yeah, congratulations or condolences depending on your point of view. <laughs> uh, Tyler, Naqu- Tyler Naquin, they, they may or may not uh, – uh, tender him because he's he's expected to make three point six million dollars uh, out of arbitration, or they may work out a deal for him. Well, I don't know what his bonus was by making the roster and opening day. So. Right, right, right. Uh, here's one: Do you tender him a contract, or do you uh, let him go? He has two years uh, left under control. Becomes a free agent in twenty twenty four. Amir Garrett. I'll let him walk. He was awful. Yeah, two point two million. The year he had last year, and he's getting a raise to two point two million. Man, you get a raise for playing bad. That's all. That's just great. I'm gonna I'm gonna play baseball now in the majors. Uh, Luis Sessa uh, looked pretty good uh, during his short period with the Reds. Uh, he's only he's Amir Garrett two point two million. Uh, Luis Sessa one point six million. Give Sessa a raise because he pitched well. And then, uh, of course, we talked Cal Farmer, $2.2 million. That's a no-brainer. Keep him on the team. There we go. Uh, this guy, this one's, you know, he may be non-tendered. Jeff Hoffman. Yeah, send him packing. <laughs> Get him out of here. He was, he was awful, too. Uh, what about Lucas Sims? I, I think I think he was good, but then I think he pitched hurt. Yeah, I think he did too. He, he struggled a lot, uh, but I would bring him back. Give him another shot. So, yeah, I mean, really, the Reds, if they could get rid of uh, Moose's contract, uh, 
and Shogo's contract, though they could probably add to the bullpen, dump the big salaries, keeping the rumors true, and put on a competitive team in 2022. Yeah, I agree. I am cautiously optimistic. I, I do think Nick Crawl does not ever he I mean he's he he butchers the English language more than I do. but no seriously i mean some of the quotes from him i still can't wrap my head on what he was talking about so i don't know i i kind of get the feeling no one in the media in cincinnati likes nick crawl no because he he does he's not making a good decision right now well the media doesn't care about that my guess is he doesn't give them he's definitely not a jim bowden uh, Dick Williams is very, very polished. And I think he enjoyed talking to the media. Uh, Walt Jockety was experienced, uh, when he was here. So he knew how to not say anything without, or say something without, not without saying anything. And, uh, Nick crawl, he just gets, uh, I think he gets flustered and I don't think he likes talking to the media because I, I've noticed this since last year, because, especially with one, person in the media in particular um it seemed like if nick uh crawl said hello uh hope you're having a good day that would cause uh, like a 20 minute rant from that individual and uh, looking at even what c trent wrote which uh kind of surprised me uh because he was very pro you got to tear it down to build it up back in 2015 and, you know, today, this time is like, ugh, when the Reds just re- even just releasing uh, Tucker Barnhart, which, you know, it's a money move, but it's also baseball related behind it. Somebody dig up Dick Housen for me. <laughs> yeah, Come we on. never want to go back there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and maybe it's just because some of Cincinnati media got used to Jim Bowden, who would, you know, he would talk way too much. Jim Bowden was very opinionated, and he still is. Yes, he is. He won't shut up on MLB Network. <laughs> well, I mean, that is his job, though. I know, but he's just, he just way too opinionated. I don't even want to hear him talk anymore. So, I mean, here's my thought, and this was kind of the way it was uh, in the rebuild back then. If the Reds have players ready to go from AAA – then, you know, it, it's, it sucks because you get attached to the players when they're here. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's a wise baseball move to go with a younger player that's ready to go than a mediocre player that has a huge contract. Right. I mean, you've got a farm system for a reason, and you got guys in the AAA, in AAA that want to play. Right, you know, and Luis Castillo, he's been very inconsistent. I mean, he turned the he turned the season around last year, but he was eight and sixteen. Yeah, we can't ignore the fact he lost sixteen games. And and his his start to the season was just horrendous. Yeah, his his start. I mean, it it wasn't just run support early on. It was it was bad. No, he had run support, but he was giving up the run support. Oh, that's that's what I meant. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) So, so you know, if that's who's traded, I, I would rather have Sonny Gray over Luis Castillo as the uh, anchor, the veteran presence on the team if they're going to go with the young staff. Uh, if they if they get rid of Luis Castillo and bring in whatever the equivalent of 
Kevin Gregg is in 2021 or Kevin Gregg himself or picking up guys out, out of the uh, Mexican league uh, like they did in 2003. And I think even in 2006, who I mean, was the guy they brought back? Like he had been out of the league for a couple of years. He was like home milking cows and they, they gave him a call and uh, he was awful. I think he was in the bullpen, but he was awful. I thought it was Homer Bailey. But no, no, Bailey was a chicken farmer. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> why did like why did like about Kevin Gregg get two first names? What's wrong with that guy? Oh yeah, who named him? But anyway, I mean that's kind of my thoughts. If the Reds are going to go into rebuilding or tear down, I don't even want to know if rebuild's the right word. But if they're going to go young, go young. How about fire sale? Yeah, it's not really a fire sale. Well, everything must go right. Yeah, that's everything must go. And, you know, that that's when you, I mean, if you, if they started trading like Jonathan India, that would be a fire sale. Yeah, he's, we're going to keep him for a long time. Now, if they do start dropping contracts and you see more moves like they did with uh, Wade Miley, then one of the things that's, you know, the mantra on uh, uninformed social media, sell the team, Bob, that may be actually happening because one of the things that companies do right before they sell is uh, they, if there is something to, to tear down, they start tearing down. So maybe that's what's happening. I kind of doubt it. I mean, the, the, it's a family type business. Uh, they're pretty entrenched. Uh, Bob doesn't seem, I mean, he's one of the biggest van. I know people wouldn't believe it going back to the George Bush thing because the team struggled and even though they've had two winning seasons in a row, they had a disappointing playoff series against the Braves in 2020. And then this year they had the collapse at the end of the year. Uh, but I, I do know Bob is a fan and, you know, hopefully Nick crawl can, uh, can do something to improve the team. I don't care if it's, if it's a rookie, a $20 million guy, a $10 million guy, uh, let's get some consistency going. And then that falls on David Bell, too. I know they gave him the, uh, I think, two-year extension, which seemed crazy, but. Uh, I just wanted to bang my head against the wall when I heard that. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The Reds lose like 20, seemingly 20 in a row, or lose seven series in a row, and they keep their manager. The Cardinals, they win 20-plus in a row, or 16 in a row, or whatever the number was, crazy number was. And they fire their manager. I think there was a lot of differences in opinion there. So right, he got fired. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, that guy's actually up for NL Manager of the Year, and he got fired. Yeah, he didn't even have a job right now. He's going to get probably Manager of the Year. That's that's crazy. So, you know, baseball is a crazy sport. Hopefully, we're talking baseball beyond December second because, I mean, maybe the Reds are doing something to get prepared in case there's a long lockout again. Yeah, as you never know after December first, we're not gonna, we don't know what's gonna happen. And you know, and lockouts for small market teams, and and not really for baseball in general, that's not gonna be a good thing uh, if, if it goes into uh, February because in spring training because you had twenty twenty the delayed season, third of the season, lots of lost revenue there. Twenty twenty one, the season was back, but the first half of the season was limited capacity. And then the second half of the season, uh, they had a couple losing streaks that even when they were in the playoff hunt, they weren't filling the the stadium. 
And of course, you know, COVID came back around that time too. So there are some people that probably stayed home for that reason. Well, you know, if you were around for the, the strike in 81 and the strike in 94, how miserable were you? Can you imagine now if this the deal doesn't happen in December, how miserable are we going to be if we get all the way to spring training and opening day and there's no baseball? Right. And it's, it's going to be a huge mistake by the, by the owners because, I mean, one thing 2020 showed us is we have other things we can do with our time if we can't go to baseball games. Because we remember we didn't have any sports at all when COVID was at its peak. How so, miserable were we all? We were all miserable. Well, and, but we all at the same time we found other stuff to do. Well, yeah, the podcast for one would, would come up to mind. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, I found other stuff to do outside, and and, and you know, it, it, it that's the thing. Uh, going to games, even for someone that's a season ticket holder like me, became a less and less. And I think it's, it probably had a similar effect uh, that the strike did in 94, first part in 95, because, okay, we didn't have games to go to. We found something else to do. You're back. Who cares? And it's it's it could get that way again, and it could get ugly. I remember 2002. Uh, fans actually revolted. I think that's why they moved the end of the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, to the off season because before back then uh, th- I think the players put it in the middle of the season for as like a pressure to keep pressure on major league baseball to get a deal done. And I remember the collective bargaining agreements getting ready to expire. And that night fans turned on both players and owners and a deal got done. <laughs> I-, I remember listening to uh, ESPN radio and a game in uh, Anaheim, uh, or whatever they're called now, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Back then, I think they were just Anaheim Angels. Uh, anyway, fans were throwing foul balls back on the field because they were so they were so ticked at players. And uh, a deal got done later that day. Players and and, and owners say oh, that wasn't the reason, but you know the fans is what pays their bills at the end of the day. And not that not that uh, we're condoning, you know, throwing things on the field because that's way too dangerous, uh, especially foul balls because you could, you know, you could hit somebody in the front row. Of course, now they have nets up, so you got to have a really good arm to throw a foul ball. Yeah, dude, don't be like them loser Cub fans where they like to throw the ball back. Oh, <laughs> exactly, especially a foul ball, especially from the opposing team. But but my point was, you know, the fans. It's 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 the worst thing would be. Well, you're going on strike or lockout. Who cares? But uh, it, it's going to get ugly uh, if that happens. Hopefully, it does go through. Teams are canceling their fan fest because of COVID, even though it's probably due to the potential lockout. Still sucks. It does. So hopefully, no lockout. Hopefully the Reds don't have a full fire sale, but if they are going to get rid of contracts, uh, there's two contracts that they got to get rid of. If, if that's what their plan is, if, if they're, if they're downsizing the uh, payroll and Mike Moustakis and Shogo Akiyama are still on the team, that's a failure. Well, don't forget Castillo. He may be traded. He may be traded. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, one, one other uh, note uh, Alex Blandino was outrighted to Louisville and he did not accept the assignment. So he is now a minor league free agent. 
Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Get him out of here. Good Lord. And on that note, <laughs> we'll end the uh, <laughs> we'll end the show. <laughs> Real quickly before we go, one thing to Nick Crawl. What were you thinking, Wade Miley? Really, you could have got something in return. You said you got nothing. Yeah, now I, he's with the Cubs, man. The Cubs. I, 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 I still wonder how much of the collective bargaining agreement and the date coming up kept teams from. Because in the, I think in past years the Reds probably would have picked up his contract and try to move him after that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder if if they're afraid they couldn't get a deal done before December second, and then be stuck with the contract whenever the season does open. Well, I mean, did, how much time did they really give it though to try and well, trade him? They could. They, that was the thing. They only. They could only. They, they only had like a day because you can't make any moves until after the World Series is over. But you know what? Moron runs his league. Oh wait, we know. Oh, I mean, that's just that's how the collective bargaining agreements uh, ran up. So that 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 and I, that one, I'm not going to blame on Manfred. Manfred, Manfred. But other than other than the negotiating skills and, and you know, so, I mean, logically speaking, and, and you know, in this case, Crawl couldn't say that because uh, that would give the players a ton of ammunition when they go. But I'm pretty sure the, the only logical reason that the Reds would not have picked, picked up the uh, option and then tried to trade him because, you know, $10 million is not a lot for that caliber of pitcher in today's big game. But that's kind of a winter meetings type deal. And if, if there's no collective bargaining agreement by December 2nd, there's not going to be a winter meeting. So, and, and no deal can be made. So that's probably the reason I almost would bet that it, any moves that the Reds make that are in, in kind of like the down the downgrading of the team, uh, that would probably be all be related, at least partially related to the uh, CBA expiring. I would, I would have to agree with you. So I'm not, I am not, I am, I am going to hold, you know, the reds don't have COVID as really an excuse, uh, for, for how they put the team together this year. So, I'm not going to be, I don't have my pitchforks and torches ready yet, but, uh, you know, another fire sale, more Kevin Greggs, more Jason Marquis, uh, kind of washed up players. Unless it's Kate. Now if they get Kershaw as a washed up player. That's not the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm not even going there. No. So anyway, go reds. Make some moves to improve the team. I don't care what your payroll is. If it's third, I mean, the, the, the Rays, they go into the uh, postseason with low payrolls. Get to the postseason, be competitive, and don't say stupid stuff to the press. Just say, we're making the team better. <laughs> Lie to us. Lie yeah, to do. us. Lie to us. Don't, don't say something that makes us think, that no one understands what you're saying, so we all think the worst. And of course, the loud mouse on the radio and uh, and in the uh, athletic and the newspapers—they're trying to sell newspapers and get people to emotions round up. So, any, if you give them any ammunition with something 
that no one knows really what you said, they're going to go negative. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like to think like a C Trent. Uh, he's, he's, I think he's got good credentials. Yeah, but he's he's he's, he's, ne- he's negative. Right, you, right. you gotta be you gotta be negative if you're gonna be in 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 the uh, print media because especially in today's lane because that's what gets you clicks. Well, yeah, everything's on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> you're you're reporting on Twitter and they want you to read through the story and want you to share it and all that stuff. Yeah, pup, puppy dogs and uh, kittens don't get shared on on social media anymore. It's all it's all negative. I love puppy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, go Reds. Go Reds.